you just can't care what people think. Like that's the number Facts. one thing, right? Like, and and I've never cared. If you don't know me, I don't know you. Like, I I really don't care if you don't like me because like I've never had a chance to meet you. I don't want to be the same person three months ago to say, okay, in the last three months, have I progressed mentally, physically, and or in my life? Having that role model, having that mentor is so, so important in your life. I think it's really, really important to have that successful person that you you see. It might be money, it might be family, like take little parts from everyone's life that you can. The physical transformations you can sell, but like it's really hard to sell kind of like a mental transformation. They always come back to me and they always say, I'm so much happier. Mitch Creek, Beck Cole, for champion, this is The Performance Circus. <laughs> okay, welcome back to The Performance Circus, here where we deep dive with Beck Cole and myself about everything mental, physical, and lifestyle success. Today, we have a phenomenal guest on board. Now, people might know this gentleman as Tom Bolsh. Now, that probably doesn't ring a bell to many, but the name Prime Train certainly does, mate. Welcome and thank you for coming in today. It's a pleasure to have you here. A little round of applause from Ooh. myself and Beck. Prime Train! There we go. I think every, yeah. every time we say Tom, it's just, it's a weird start, right? Yeah, it is weird. Well, thank you very much for having me. Much appreciated. But uh, yeah, it's good to be here. It's, uh, I mean, firstly, Prime Train, Prime. Prime. That's what you get called. Yes. You know, yeah. Whatever you want. Do you, you ever answer you? to Tom? Or is that only mum and dad yelling mm, at you? No, Thomas, when I'm in trouble at home, is usually what it is. Thomas. And that's usually my mum. My dad usually doesn't uh, get me in too much trouble. He's pretty chill. So, um, yeah, but mostly it's Prime or Prime Train is usually what I hear. Not many people call me Tom out and about. So, yeah, you guys can call me whatever. whatever. And how did you get the name Prime? Well, it actually, so I started off my business during COVID and it was originally called Pandemic Training. No one really knows that. Wow. <laughs> no one really knows that. That's kind of how it all started. And everyone was like, like, obviously that didn't have the longevity when COVID finished. And I was like, Pandemic Training probably isn't going to last forever. I like the initials PT. So I just like Googled all the words that started with the letter P. Prime was like the first one that come up. I was like, Prime Train, here we go. And uh, are you a fan of Optimus Prime? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. I totally had that in my head the whole time. <laughs> People always, they always make the link between Optus Prime. Yeah, I guess I'm a fan, yeah. I don't know, are you a fan? So, can you, so are, you a, are you an Autobot or a, mm. no? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Probably, maybe a Decepticon. Mm. Maybe, so what would you be? You'd be uh, a Decepticon nah. for sure. No, whoa, hang on. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I'm 100% an Autobot. Okay, okay. Sure. Hey, I was just about to know. <laughs> but some people might say I'm a Decepticon. Yeah. I'm Beth. Bumblebee. Bumblebee. So you're definitely so an Autobot. You're definitely not Bumblebee because you can talk underwater. <laughs> no, but I'm real cute. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Uh, now, Prime, you've talked to me. built yourself such a great social media following. You, I wouldn't say it's a cult, but you've built over the last couple of years and especially you know since your late teenage years, a great following on social media. You've used that to build, you know, your programming in the, you know, fitness and, and lifestyle world. You've done merchandising. You've now into supplements as well. Mm. Can you talk to us about how that started, the generation of, you know, social media to the world and the the power it brings? You know, you have such a presence and utilizing that. Can you walk us through a bit of that journey and how you got started and how you got to a little bit of where you are today? Yeah, 100%. I think that social media just like for everyone is a necessity like everyone needs to be if, if you're building a business or a brand like 
there's so many people that come to me and say, oh, don't know if I want to use social media. It's like, you have to use it in this day and age because if you're a personal trainer and you've got 100 followers, you might be the best ever personal trainer, but the person with 100,000 followers is going to get more clients than you every day of the week, unfortunately. Like that's just the world that we live in these days. So you have to be able to utilize that. And I started during COVID like everyone else, um, kind of, you know, you're, you're looking for clients and you, you obviously can't do one-on-one kind of stuff during COVID. So for me, I um, yeah jumped online and kind of taught myself how to, use Shopify, like build a website, build a brand and started posting on TikTok, fortunate enough that a few videos went viral and um, yeah, here we are, 300, 400,000 followers later. And um, I, I think that it's really important though for people to understand that like followers aren't everything, even though I did just say that followers um, okay. had a lot of validity. <laughs> they do add validity, but at the same time, like if you don't know how to monetize or market yourself um, to towards your following, like having 200,000 followers doesn't matter. You have to learn how to market yourself. You have to learn how to sell things. And um, if you never teach yourself those things, if you don't read, if you don't um, do research on YouTube, you're never going to be able to sell anything. And what was it? Obviously, I feel like especially in the pandemic, so many people were like, I'm going to become a PT if I wasn't mm. already one. Athletes were doing stuff for front and center. What was it do you think that made the difference or you were like, hey, this is what's going to make me really stand out, get these followers or you know, make me different to the guy next to me? I think during COVID for me, I focused on so much and like, I don't know, I don't know if this is the right way to go about it, but my vision of like a personal trainer is they have to be at the top of their game. Like, I don't want to be trained by someone that is like, looks like fit. a potato. No, I don't want to be trained by them. Like, yeah. you're not training me. <laughs> if you look like a potato. <laughs> would I you be trained you. if if you had a strength and conditioning coach come in and they look like a piece of shit, would you respect what they say? 100% no. no. <laughs> But that's me, but like, that's subjectively that, looking at it because yeah. I've worked my ass off mm. to be in shape. And exactly. I expect the person who maybe looks like a bit of a spud mm. to come in and be like, okay, if I can't show you exactly not how to look and how to train, but they need to be extremely intelligent, intellectually smart. Mm -hmm. Their IQ has to be through the roof, the mechanics, the training, the focus, the detail. If that's at a 10 out of 10 mm. and they look like a, a cheesecake- Mm. then I can oversee Maybe. it. But I need but you to- But it's a respect to, thing though, don't I you think? I need you to walk in and, and take command. Take of, control. Okay, I, I know what I'm doing in here. So sit down and shut the and fuck listen, up and just yeah. do what I say right now because I'm going to help you. And then for me, it's like, well, if they know all that stuff, why aren't they applying it to themselves? So like that's that's why I saw it. So to answer your question, during COVID, I just focused like obviously no drinking, no doing anything, just like I'm going to make myself the fittest that I can ever possibly be. And then that's going to add validity to my brand because people are going to be like, I want to look like him. I want to be like him, whatever it might be. And then people are going to buy my product. Like that was kind of the way that I saw it. Does that's, that make sense? Yeah, no, that's really smart. And also I want to know because you were like, oh, I went viral on TikTok. Was it the mullet or was it the abs? Neither, I don't think. <laughs> I had my shirt on and I did like, What I was the virility? What, what, what was <laughs> the at the time? So it was actually good training, let's say, maybe. <laughs> Great training techniques. Yeah. Um, what nah. were the three most viral videos or posts that you've had so far? Great question. The, the three most viral, the first one, so obviously with the social media, I get a little bit of a target on my back when playing. And I only play local footy. Like, I'm not that good. I just like run around, have a bit of fun. But in local footy, you're going to find a few more argy-bargy sort of type operators that are looking to take your head off. So um, the the funniest videos and I think my biggest video has got like 10 million on, on TikTok, which is just like a ridiculous amount of people when you think about it. 
And it's just me pretty much just getting bashed up for a minute. So <laughs> it's pretty much just like- <laughs> To all the haters. All, yeah. <laughs> it's like every, all of them coming up. So you don't have a following. You literally have an extended family that buy your products pretty and much. the rest just want to see you get yeah, bashed. Pretty much. <laughs> and it gets the views at the end of the day. So <laughs> pretty much just people coming up and bashing me the whole game and me just like taking it and just trying to get a kick. So um, yeah, that's generally they're like the best videos because everyone or like, the crowd shouting something at me like you're a wanker, you're a toss or whatever it might be and then me kicking it going and saying whatever it might <laughs> be. You're allowed to say that here. We, we, we implore being our authentic yeah. selves. Yeah. I think- and you and I are definitely those people where there's like haters in the crowd if you score I'll be like <laughs> yeah. I did that on the weekend. Does yeah. it hype you up? Does it hype you up when you get that when people are like or, or do you kind of get a bit internal with it? Like, nah, I love like it because I also feel like or even if it's the other team, tell me if you feel this way as well. If you're cheering because I turned the ball over, that means you were spending a lot of effort and time on me, like in your scout mm. or whatever. So, like, good on you. Like, I'm pissed off that I got a turnover. But then when you score, you're like, go do it. That's actually really funny because when she starts playing, sometimes she gets the, like, what do I do? I've just done something really awesome. And instead <laughs> of it being like a big, you know, come on, come on. about this. No, know, I do this. The old Lady Hewitt or something. <laughs> she's got her like a, whoa. <laughs> like she's just. No, they go down. I don't know and why. Then she does the, she does this. Like the Zion she does the, <laughs> like the, the big gorilla staunch pose. Know, yeah. She starts. Well, I, I'd pull up my top and flex, but that's just very unacceptable <laughs> for women's basketball right now. You need you to have a go-to like celebration, don't you? Like you need to have your go-to like, come on, or like whatever it yeah. is, like. You need to have one. If it looks awkward, then you obviously haven't been doing it enough. <laughs> hey! I'm going to my camera off so, right now. Prime just said you suck and you're inconsistent, basically. Guys, That's I have a game said. tomorrow. I really would like you to lift me lift, up. Lift okay, it's a positive chat, game. Positive Thank chat. you. Yeah. Apologies, apologies. The celebration does... It, it can actually identify you in a game. I know I have one at the moment. It's, it was something I did with somebody that meant a lot to me and does mean a lot to me and i realized that it was like the little littler person and then me was the bigger person and it was like something we did together and i would kiss it and blow it away until someone says are you smoking a joint right and i was like this yeah and they're like like are you smoking a joint and blowing it away and i was like no i'm not this is not this is actually so sentimental (laughs) and really nice and I'm not smoking a And instead, they in the think game. you're smoking a big fat dude. You're like, oh, yeah. good. Craig's on the billy at I think time. LeBron had a celebrate. No, it might, have, it might have been Baker Mayfield or someone in the US. Baker, had, Baker I think, has a, has a joint um, celebration. I remember, um, I think it was a couple of months ago, you, you and I actually had a celebration together. Yeah, I got a bit, <laughs> I got a bit razzled at one uh, of the guys. Can we reenact this? I was sitting, I was yeah. sitting in, the, in the Reebok uh, seat, shout out to Reebok, obviously, for, oh, for giving the okay. seat, um, reserved for, I don't know, people that think that the they people. matter, <laughs> not me, but I got the call up at like four o'clock and the game started at five, said, oh, someone's pulled out, can you come in? I said, all right, mate. Um, so I rock up and um, obviously, you know, you boys are playing and um, you score and it was kind of a weird interaction. I don't think you really knew what was going on or I did. And I didn't think I was allowed to touch the players or like whatever. You kind of reached out with a hand and I've kind of gone back with a hand. And it was just a little. <laughs> it's just a- I just got an M1 and turned around and was like, ah. come on. He stood up. He's like, come on. Me. And we yeah. did this. Everyone was like, what the fuck is that? And like, do you know him? And I was like, no. Nah. Nah. <laughs> And I followed him after the game. I was like, that was sick, dude. (laughs) Because I knew from Danny Kennedy's, obviously, um, stories and and who he trained. So I was like, I kind of like, I know him through mutuals and stuff. So, um, yeah, it it was all right in the end. But it was like, come on, let's go. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was a good moment. It was a great I, moment. I had a lot of fun. I felt good about it. Yeah, mm, I'm glad. Me too. <laughs> Did you have any at the start of the business when you were getting, like, say, a bit more serious, more followers, you're like, okay, then I want to go into SUPS, like now you're branching out. What was maybe your first like woe or something you were like, oh, shit, that didn't really go to plan. Mm. Uh, like how do I handle this hurdle? We um, I, This story is just hilarious. I don't know why I'm laughing because it's not really <laughs> not that funny. But um, like, we had a, a, a warehouse burnt down. Someone oh. targeted our warehouse. Not specifically for me. It was like we had a group warehouse um, with like 50 other, um, you know, other people that, that are creating whatever, you know. And so I had just created a subs brand. I've obviously got all the apparel in there as well. So it's like all, all there at this um, fulfillment place. And, um, yeah, we get this text in the morning, like it's all over the news that this warehouse is burnt down in Melbourne. I'm like, hold on a second. That's my fucking warehouse. <laughs> so you <laughs> found out on the news. So found out. I found oh. out through a text oh. um, like in the WhatsApp group and it was like, you know, this this stuff might be affected by it. And anyway, we, we kind of like drove that morning to go check it out. And that was, uh, I didn't have like product insurance or anything. So I had to like figure out shit, like I'm losing a lot of money here, but um, learned from that. So now I've got product insurance. So I guess you come out on the good side, but that was like, it's definitely, you know, I'm, I'm pretty young, you know, what I'm 24 and, um, you know, I'm learning all of these things about business while, while really enjoying the process. But that's just, you know, one of those things that's a learning process and you kind of figure it out as you go. Um, same with tax, I guess. So you just all figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> they need to teach adulting oh, in high school. Honestly, period. if I could go back to school and like change the curriculum, I would just change so much of it. Like there's so much stuff that we just didn't get taught in school. They're like, I get into the room, I'm like, shit, like, I don't know any of this stuff. No, nothing. It's, it's really interesting you say that because we've had a couple of discussions now where we, we talk about, you know, understanding business, property, taxes, mm-hmm. you know, finances, scheduling, you know, where you put your time, like high and low vibrations, everything. Mm. But it is so true. And you think about, you know, the, the lineage of where the world started, you know, you've got the Rothschilds, you've got all these banking families mm-hmm. and huge overseas who started the schooling system and it's never changed it's so, and you think yeah. well, what are you learning and i'd love to go and when i have kids one day to homeschool 100%. because i honestly think that what i could teach as a homeschooling parent would be so much more valuable and all the families that i work with now like on one-on-one individual sessions and mentoring programs and through wolfpack hoops that i'm doing the biggest thing that I see with successful families is that the father or the mother or the carer are teaching them very early about how to strategize a business mind. How do we lay out a pathway to understand business, understand time management, understand communication skills? Is that something that you had to learn yourself or did you have a mentor? Because mm. for me, I didn't have anyone really. My parents didn't really know. So, yeah. you kind of, you're like, oh, he's got 12 properties. You're like- how do you have 12 properties? Yeah, They're like a million bucks a piece. How, do you make $12 million do you a year? you make that? Yeah. And you're like, no, I make 175000 a year. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if that's the math, I'm like, how many years do you have to? I was like, how old are you? And he's like 40. And I'm like, 40 by 175. I was like, that's still not $12 million. I was like, how do you afford 12 houses? <laughs> and once they started to break it down, I was like, far out. I'm so far behind. Mm-hmm. And I felt so stupid for four or five years until I was like, okay, I need to learn. 
Mm. So who was it for you? When did it start? And how does that snowball start to create a bigger snowball? Yeah. So for me, I've been very fortunate that my my dad's an entrepreneur. And, and I remember when I was going into like university, I went in and I was studying sports journalism and he's like, like you're not gonna you're not gonna end up doing that. I'm like, no, nah, like I want to do it. Like I think. And he's like, you're just not. You're gonna figure it out like me, and you're gonna be like, I don't know when you're gonna figure it out, but you're gonna figure it out that you don't want to work like as an employee ever. It's not what you want to do. And there are some people out there that want to be an employee and like that security. That that was never gonna be me. Um, I was always, you know, wanted to forge my own path. So for me, my my old man was fantastic at, at kind of being a um, a role model for me and. Um, I finished my degree and, and, you know, while I was doing my degree, I was working as a PT and I realized like being a PT, I enjoyed that a lot more than actually doing the sports journalism stuff. So ended up obviously doing the prime train stuff and, and doing the social media stuff as well. But I think that having that role model, having that mentor is so, so important in your life, whether it's like a family friend, it might be an uncle or an, an auntie, whatever it might be. I think it's really, really important to have that successful person, um, that you, you see, that they're succeeding uh might be money it might be family like take little parts from everyone's life that you can and um yeah and try and i guess succeed yourself is there three people that you would like to continue to learn off at this point in your life like are there two or three people you identify and say that's the person i think i got this question asked the other day like who three people you'd love to go to dinner with yeah mm. and i think i would love to go to i've recently loved this guy i think he's got a lot of trauma but like i love his mindset david goggins i just i love yeah. him i just love him i i think he's got a lot of he's trauma a monster. he's a monster <laughs> i think he's i don't know if he's happy but i love his i love his mindset of if you're not succeeding or you're not happy like go and sort it out like stop blaming other people for where you are kind of thing like i love that mindset so i take that part from him i would always Love my dad to be there because he's a great role model for me. So no matter what, we'll always have something good to talk about. What's your about. dad's name? Michael. 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 Shout out, Michael. Michael. Do people call him Mikey? Mikey. No, nah, call, everyone calls him Bolchi. So <laughs> Bolchi. Yeah, so I couldn't be Bolchi. I was Bolchi Jr. growing up. but And then maybe like a an Andrew Huberman or something, someone that's like really analytical. Like I love how he works. So something like that. What about you? What about both of you? Three people for dinner. Oh, you go first. Um, I would, I would honestly really love to have someone like Russell Crowe there. Yeah, because I was going to say like Cristiano Ronaldo, like LeBron. That was awesome. So I'd LeBron. love to have an Aussie who would just drink heaps of piss. And just, <laughs> no, but love it. So there's a really cool personal story about Russell Crowe that I can't really talk about too much. But my someone in my family's got a relationship with their family. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a working aspect and a personal aspect. And the the coolness that he exuberates, the down-to-earth, the true Aussie, like the banter, just such an Aussie lad. So I'd love to have someone like him or Hugh Jackman yeah. just go in and just Super have a Aussie. case of VP and be like, come on, boys, we're going to have <laughs> a few beers in. at dinner. Like, let's go. <laughs> and you just talk absolute nonsense, but there'd be so much wisdom that gets shared because you think about what he's done, his own sporting franchises. He's been one of the most prolific and inspirational actors of a generation. He's played multitude of different people. So he'd be one. I'd and love he's to produced some like really movie. amazing movies. Incredible. Yeah. So I'd have, I'd have Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd love to have MJ or Kobe, one of yeah. the two. If I could 
Bring we, back Kobe. Now that Kobe's Kobe. passed, <laughs> yeah. you can't have Kobe. I don't think that, uh, <laughs> don't think that works. <laughs> you just caught on to what No, he but said. you could, isn't it like they don't have to be alive, he do they? Or is that the rule? I don't know. Well, if you want to have dim with them, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, MJ. It's enough Kobe jokes. Okay. Jesus. MJ. <laughs> so, we're going to bring MJ. Um, yeah. I think the fact that Kobe's passed is so devastating mm. for athletes around the yeah. world and for the rest of humanity mm. he was just such a incredible example of what it takes to be such a amazing Driven. husband mm. a professional Father. and to dedicate your entire life to being the greatest mm. in every single field of your life i think he's done an amazing job um i'd love to have honestly like another aussie but um jim owen Wow, that is the rarest. Jim Owen. I think Jim Owen. Jim Owen or Carl Barron. I just love him. Carl Barron. Carl Barron. If Carl was there. It would be good to have a comedian there just to lift the mood. Just, yeah, the roughness of Russell. The professionalism of Kobe. Oh, here we <laughs> go. Round it like, out. Oh, look, a chicken. <laughs> you just die. You'd be, you'd be done. <laughs> and a case of VP in the middle. <laughs> here you go, Kobe. <laughs> Drink up, buddy. Uh, what does VP stand for? Uh, just let him go. Just oh. let him go. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Uh, Mitchell. Oh, gosh. Beck, who you got? Who you got, Beck? Elon Musk, because I think Ooh, love he, it. yeah, Weirdo. How would you go intellectually? You oh, and Elon sitting I would be like, let me write notes and like <laughs> refer back to Google later. But I feel like he could also help me with like what to invest in, mm. what like that sort of stuff. And I just think he's so different. So and Tesla. I love listening to would, people. Would you invest in like SpaceX mm. or Tesla, Tesla? Because he owns those companies and he has a huge amount of money in them and he owns a large profit share of them. So do you think maybe that'd be something you could probably mm. invest in? No, well, but I uh, <laughs> no. I just think he would be so interested and who he knows, would. maybe he'll help me get some money somehow. And then David Attenborough because I just want to hear him speak to me because, like, his voice is are you, amazing. Are you having a lay-down dinner? Yeah. Um, picnic, yes. And then <laughs> and, um, <laughs> what else? Oh, I has to be Beyonce or Rihanna because yeah. they're, like, my favourite artists. Mm. And they'd be sick. And then I wish there was another one for an athlete, but I've already chosen three, so that's the end. Who would be your honourable mention if David Attenborough couldn't get out of bed? <laughs> <laughs> we are killing David Attenborough. David Attenborough with a laid out. <laughs> Can't come in. Mm. Uh, these guys. <laughs> David Attenborough will be watching. Right. No, it will be. It will be. Uh, we got a tag, Dave. Maybe Dave. Alison Felix. She's I love track and field, and she was a USA uh, sprinter who had won like two hundreds, four hundreds, and she has the most beautiful soul. I feel like she'd be really interesting to nice. talk to. That's a great honourable mention. Mm. Yeah, when thanks. David- <laughs> Screw you, back. <laughs> yeah, honourable mention for me has to be like a Cristiano Ronaldo or like a LeBron, something like that. Would be I'd love Ronaldo. To have a Ronaldo is love him. Love and that. he has a lot of uh, – have you watched on Netflix, I think it's called uh, Captain's Game? No, but I it's gone on my list. To yeah. watch. I don't really watch much TV shows, but I, yes, what, I want to watch it. That is interesting. So pretty much quick in a nutshell, it's the captains of the World, of Cup, the World Cup for right? so- soccer. Yeah. I call it football, but you lot probably soccer. Nah, Anyways. Not. Hey, don't <laughs> pigeonhole me. Hold on a second. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and then it goes through their experiences, mm. uh, yeah, in, in that World Cup. And he would 
be very interesting, even what's just happened to him at Man U, mm. is I think that's a lot of thing about going back to social media, what people perceive you as, what the media put out, and that's probably not actually what's really happening or who you are as a mm. person, but yet you get all this judgment for no reason. 100%. It'd be the most, especially at that level of it, like you're literally number one most talked about athlete in the entire world. It'd be You'd already be stressed enough you couldn't even go out in public like ever anywhere you go in the world. Like what a shit life. I don't know. It would be, be stressful. You think about the times where you're most recognized. Mm. And I, I know we've spoken about like you go out and people are pulling at you. Hey, get a photo. Like Prime, just a quick one, mate. And you like it's I always make one, sure. It's like, 500 hey, quick ones. You let know? me just like, put, drink yeah. down, put your drink down first, yeah. mate. You know, you're just trying to set a good example. And when I was younger- I was just like, nah, no way, like four cans of, you four know. Four cans. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and you get older and you're like, I look like a dickhead. Oh. And now you're becoming more professional. You're becoming mm. more recognized. You've got a brand. You've got merch. You've got clients. You've got a following of people. You've got Daily Run Club. You've mm. got, you know, podcasts and people you associate with who you have such a healthy existence now. You have mm. such a high vibration of energy every day. You're trying to find ways to center yourself and align with what, you know, makes you feel happy and mm. good, and and what you that. say on social media as well. You know, you you, you portray this image on social media. And you're like, oh, if I have a beer, am I stopping that? Like, am I am I allowed to have a beer? Am I am I allowed to have fun? Like, I went to Beyond the Valley um, for four days, which is fun as festival. But like, also, I'm like, can I have, should I even be here? Like, this is like you know pretty full on. So you got, you got the ski mask on the whole time just to make sure no one sees you. But like you're like yeah, you know, if you you with the mask like on, BTV. you can't tell it's you. Nah, it's a full on mask. Probably could have worn balaclava and covered the mullet. <laughs> Who's that guy? Looks Who's like Prime. That nah, can't be him. He's got the ski like mask him. on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that's going to like yeah. Imagine being Ronaldo or something like. Just be ridiculous, but yeah, I'm grateful that I'm not at that level sometimes. It's like when you see Coachella or something like mm. that, and you see one of the artists in the crowd, and they're posting about, "Hey, I'm in the mosh pit or whatever else," and people are losing their mind. I remember seeing videos of Shaquille O'Neal, and he's at festivals just <laughs> doing this, going crazy, and everyone's like dwarves next to him, and he's this huge monster just headbanging <laughs> to Skrillex. You're like, there's like, no he played way. at that festival because he's a DJ yeah. as well. DJ Shaq is. He is a funny – he's someone he I'd like to have at the dinner, dinner. Yeah. mate. He's a pisser. I love that man. He's hilarious and just like – he's just so large. Like I don't know if I could explain that any other way. He's just so – He's big. so tall. Dude. But then he's like not even tall. He's like just large. Yeah. He's, just a, he's a monster. Human. Yeah. He was fitter than I thought though because when he was here like two or three years ago, you know, for his yeah. little moment down under mm. – and I was like, you look actually quite slim. You definitely know about his time here, don't you, Beck? Mm. I do. Beck was harassed. <laughs> well, not harassed. He was um, what happened? delightfully uh, talked about. Yeah. Yeah? He might have mentioned my name on stage. Fill me in. F- f- future wife, Beck Cole, on stage. He fell in love. Mm. Doesn't he already have a missus or not? No, they're divorced. I don't know. They? I don't know. I don't know him personally. But, but everyone Mitchell was and just- She's a personal friend. <laughs> So we might have to invite Morgan to dinner. True. Yes. So if the three of us go and we bring three people, we could bring Morgan who brings Shaq so, yeah. and then we bring someone else. Yeah. True. Plus yeah. ones. But Love c- this please for us. continue. Yeah, plus ones. <laughs> please continue about the Shaq story because I enjoyed this. And yeah. maybe not a lot of people no. that weren't there didn't realize oh, I wasn't true. there, but okay. I had a lot of people recall this event to me and I was like, gee, that must have been a little bit awkward. Okay, this so this is my like one and only time of a run in with a 
A-list celebrity. So it was for the Australian Basketball Players Association like awards night and it was raining but of course like I'm a still look 10 out of 10 so I was wearing this like dress that of course my midriff was out because that's me and then it had like you know thigh high split anyway I was like feeling myself mm. umbrella the black van comes and it's like Shaq and all his security and like the security was like telling everyone oh like you need to walk through so Shaq can come out and then he was like halt and I was like it's fucking rainy and I'm in this dress <laughs> like let me just walk I'm not gonna harass him anyway and then Shaq walks out and then he's like like you, you, you can come, and he was so lovely. He like chatted to me. We just spoke for a little bit, whatever. Anyway, that it was honestly maybe a two minute interaction of just like, and I was like, yeah, you're fucking cool. Like you're you're our vibe. I would bring you to dinner. Anyways, and then it was the awards night, and he was up on stage, and he mentioned my name about five times, and obviously no one. I had not told anyone that I had met Shaq before, and so, so everyone you just was like, for two minutes, and he fell in love with you that quick. Well, I don't think he fell in love with me, but anyway, he called me his future wife and everyone was just like, <gasps> and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> that is a crazy story. Shaq daddy. That is a crazy story. jeez. Oh, Two minute interaction. <clears throat> you have that effect I'm just, on people. I'm just glad he remembered my name. That says a lot about someone. It says a shitload. Mm. It's a, it's the power of walking into a room and being recognized mm. when that you're not there to be recognized like when you're in your position now mm. like you're a ceo you're an influencer i hate to say it but we are Con- we, yeah. yeah content creator yeah so we say yeah well, i'll take influencer whatever Tiki-tucker. you have influence <laughs> <laughs> but you have an influence Lord. over people right and right their moves their daily like oh i've got to check in you know prime mm. had reminded me mm. when you have that kind of effect you need to be able to walk into a room without having all of that and still have that kind of effect on the room mm. Is that something you feel like you kind of grew into naturally or did you work on it when you said, I'm going to start doing this because I know through my dad, through my mentors that I have to find a way to be engaging? Mm. No, I think that I've uh, fortunately or unfortunately always been pretty um, charismatic, I think is a good word to use, but I've always been like pretty out there with with things I've done. I think that something that you have to really – hone in on as a content creator influencer whatever is you just can't care what people think like that's the number one thing right like and and i've never cared like i've to to an extent like i obviously care if you know if people like me or not to an extent but like if you don't know me i don't know you like i i really don't care if you don't like me because like i've never had a chance to meet you like i'll always make my assumptions on people after i've met them if someone says oh i don't like that person i will never just instantly not like them like i want to actually meet them first Mm -hmm. talk to them and figure out for myself if I like that person. So I think that that's an issue with a lot of people. They see someone on social media, they're like, I don't like the look of that guy. It's like, you got to remember that a lot of people are playing a character on social media. Facts. Um, so you have to be very, very careful with like, oh, I don't like the, I don't like him. He's got a mullet or like, you know, he looks like a show off. It's like, yeah, but you, you've never actually talked to me. So how the hell would you actually know what, what, what I've come from, who I am or what I've gone through? And you must like it a bit because you keep coming back into my page and complaining about me a little bit, right? <laughs> exactly right. And man, I have a bit of fun with it, to be honest. Like all the all the hate comments, especially early, it was very, um, you know, pretty strong. And the, it's just like, I don't know, it, it it adds to the algorithm at the end of the day. Yeah. If you're commenting hate, it's like more comments, bro. It's good. Sweet. Just putting it on the For You page. Engagement's so. great right care. now. Engagement's oh, great. new sponsor? Yeah, new well, sponsor. I have 28,000 people sending me. I hope you get kicked. I hope you get kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had the, I've had some of the worst messages that it's just like, 
like I don't know. I, I'm I always think in my head it's like you have so much more bad things going on in your life. If that's like the hate that you're protruding through a screen towards me, it's like you really need to go home and figure out your issues before coming to me, like telling me what what I need to do with my life. And I guess do you have your like close circle? I don't know, maybe at the start mm. when, you know, everyone knowing who you are, uh, like it, that was a big deal and something different. Were you like, okay, no, I might get these comments and then I go back to my close circle, who, the people who I actually care about what they think of me and be like, no, I'm okay. Like that is a reflection of yeah. you. I'm okay. I'm a good person. Yeah, I think that my family's always been number one for me. Like like I love my family so much and they've always been like number one in my corner and they've instilled a lot of confidence in me growing up to to do what I do. Like I wouldn't be able to do what I do unless my family had instilled confidence in me since I was two years old. So shout out to them for that. Shout out to Mikey. Um, and <laughs> shout, hey. out, shout out to the crew. But um, yeah, I think that having a really good group of friends is really important. And also having friends that do the same thing as you, like mm-hmm. having friends that, that are also post on social media and that go through the same ups and downs that you go through. It's it's a really weird, um, it's a really weird game because it's like, you know, it's just kind of the same as um it's the same as anything. Like your views might be really, really low one week and like you're kind of down in the dumps, like I've been working really, really hard. Like I should be getting the results, but I'm not getting the views, I'm not getting the likes. And then like one day you might have a terrible video you put no work into and it gets two million views you're like how the hell did that happen it's kind of just like you you just got to keep working and chipping away and over a long period of time like everything does start to to come out on top and do you I'm now interested just hearing about you like hey I put in so many hours this week what does a day in the life look like you for you know a content creator because say like Mitch and I we just go train all the time he might go coach we might have an appearance you might also do your own like content stuff, but that's so, so different to what you do. So what does that look like? Uh, for me at the moment, I, I wake up at 5 a.m. every morning. I've got a very strict like morning regime that I like to stick to. I am uh, wake up 5 a.m., boxing at 6 a.m., um, and then usually sit at a cafe, do some work, do some calls until like 9.30. Then I go to Pilates, Pilates girly at the moment, which I'm absolutely loving. <laughs> it's so good. It's like me and my mate, and there's this like, 20 girls in the class. It's elite. And it's harder than what you think it is. It's yeah. so hard. Pilates is like the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life and I really enjoy it. Are you so, at the front of the class or oh, the back of the class? Absolutely straight. Set up at the front. I get there 15 minutes early to set up at the front. Don't lie. You're at the back Mate, of the class nah, looking I'm not, through I'm not at the back the of the class. <laughs> I want to be close to the like, mirror. Oh, I can't see what's going on right I'll be close to the mirror. <laughs> no, nah, it's, actually, it's actually so difficult. And then after that, we'll kind of go – for some meetings and and probably start to film some content in the afternoon. I like to bank my content though. If I can do two or three big content days, either edit it myself or give it to an editor to do. A lot of things I've started to outsource now. I used to do it all myself and now I've got, you know, 10 or 12 people on the team that are helping out with email marketing, helping out with, you know, designs of the apparel, helping out with the subs and doing everything for me, which gives me more time to kind of do the things I want to do, meet with people, continue to grow the brand. So that's a big focus for me pretty much going into 2024. And congrats because that's awesome because like Thanks. you started, like you said, doing it all yourself. And yeah. That, I can imagine the hardest exa- thing yeah, is to exhausting. give things away as well because it's like I want things done to this standard and then like people don't do it to that standard. It's like you have to really train them up and that takes a lot of time, energy um, out of you. So, But then once you've got a really good team and I'm really happy with my team at the moment, then, you know, things just start to grow and, it's pretty like you know, there's not too much work that goes into kind of like doing online programs and stuff like you can you can really start to build that up and not have too many expenses if, if you do it right. 
I think the biggest takeaway for people that listen to this is that the the small little incremental days stack up eventually. Mm. And you may not realize, you know, if you start doing 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups a day and mm. 100 squats and just did 100, 100, 100. After a week, you're like, oh, well, I've done nearly a thousand of all and I don't look any different. I look no different. And they look at themselves every day in the mirror and they go, see, it doesn't work and they stop. Mm. But then the same can be said for someone that does it for two months or for three months or for six months or for 12 months. And they're like, well, it's not working, so I'm just going to give up. Sometimes it's not always about what you're doing. It's about, you know, the effort, the intensity, you know, should I have a rest in between? You have to start to strategize the process. Mm. And by the sounds of it, you've got the sh- you've, you've you've worked your your niche and say this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be great at this, mm. and I've got to work towards this. And then you go, well, it's not really working. And then, as you said, you don't really put in the effort mm. on one of them, and it goes viral. And you're like, well, okay, maybe the way I'm looking at it isn't a hundred percent on par because everything changes. Right. The algorithms right. change. Right. You know, the interest in the world's changed. There's the the ice bucket challenge, and then mm-hmm. you've got you know we're doing TikTok dances. Yeah, I don't see you being a big TikTok dancer. No, I'm not much of a dancer, unfortunately. I, I I've never actually really tried to be honest, but it's yeah, it's not really for me. I think that yeah. Can you, you try and say how many views you get? <sighs> nope. <laughs> 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 no, not for me. Um, yeah, you're so right. It's just like the the little things. I think that too much of the time, as human beings, we we compare ourselves to like yesterday or last week. It's like that's too much of a sample size, small sample size. Like go back a year, compare yourself to a year ago, two years ago. Like how far have you come since then? Like that's where you should be comparing yourself to. I think that one of my favorite quotes is like the scariest thing is to be in the same spot as where you are a year ago. Like that's the worst place you could ever be because it means you're just not progress- progressing. It's Yeah. For me, it's, it's the biggest thing as well. I mm. don't want to be the same person three months ago mm. and I try and shorten it a little bit to say, okay, in the last three months, have I progressed mentally, physically and or in my life? Mm. And if the answer is no, it's like, okay, I need to really look into it, deep dive and go, all right, I haven't been doing my ice bars every day. I haven't been doing my journaling. I haven't been doing, you know, just the positive affirmations to myself. I haven't been having good conversations or maybe giving a little bit of myself. So it's the consistency of doing the work, but then also saying, well, I'm doing the work, but how can I maybe give a little bit something different and put it in there and try that a little bit. Oh, now I'm getting some results. Mm. And if the stagnation sets in too much, you lose interest. And then it's like, well, I suck at that. It's not working. But you're right. It's a year at a time sometimes. And that's a long time. So but it's long. really not. Yeah. Last year went friggin' quick. So quick. I can't even remember like celebrating New Year's 2023. And then I was like, woo. Oh, I was shit, asleep Christmas. before midnight. I didn't even buy presents <laughs> this year. I got a, it's New Year's Day and I'm like, well, I'm in chatty trying to buy Christmas presents because <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> like it went so fast. So the years actually come around really fast, but it's about having the routine. Mm. The daily routine helps separate you from who you were a year ago. Mm. Is that for you now what you set in stone? It's like, these are my routines. These are my processes. But what are those routines and processes aiming towards? What is it for you that you want to achieve in this world before you cark it? Mm. What is it that you want to achieve and the message you want to leave for people? Because that's a powerful thing we have to put into the world. Yeah, I think that for me, it's it's simple. I just want to help as many people as I possibly can. And like that that comes from like a lot of the stuff that I do is focused around, um, you know, body transformations and a lot of people see these crazy transformations that I've been doing you know with people that, that are my clients like wow how crazy are those you know physical transformations it's like 
the physical transformations you can sell, but like it, it's really hard to sell kind of like a mental transformation. Um, but the physical transformations are always, they always come back to me and they always say, I'm so much happier. Like, and that just, when I get those messages or when I get those people like saying that, it's just like, it warms my heart, makes me so happy. The first person that I ever did it with was my sister. She was like the, the fir- my first client, I guess, when I was like 17 and I was like reasonably fit and she was 15. She was like, I want to get fit. And within, you know, six months, I kind of gave her like a, just a crappy training program. And then I got to see her transition from like being this schoolgirl who was, you know, kind of unfit, kind of unhappy. And then just completely changed her mindset. And now she's off in New York, rowing scholarship, like sick. Her, her life's sick, like so happy for her and that was like the first thing for me that i was like i can really change people's lives if i put like a little bit of effort in and give them a little bit of just guidance um and that just made me so happy so the more people that i can make happy the happier i am and do you think maybe for people out there new year new intentions maybe they're trying to start their own business whether Mm. it be social media whatever it is do you have maybe like two or three tips you could give listeners love it um yeah what's your advice Two or three tips, like the number one tip that I always give people is it like, and you guys would know it better than anyone, it's just hard work. Like you're never, ever, ever going to achieve anything if you if you don't have goals and if you're not willing to work hard. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I've seen the difference in my own business from when I'm kind of just like going through the motions compared to when I'm really working hard and really focused. That's a massive thing. And then I think that getting your own life in order is the only way that you can actually start to outsource and sort out the other things in your life. So for me, it's like make my bed every morning. Like I've got my room in order. Every time I wake up, my my room's completely clean. The house is clean. Like then I know that my life's in order and I can go on with my day and I don't have any other stresses and I can focus on the rest of the things that are going on in the day. So they're probably two big tips that I really like in my life that help me get to where I am. I love it. I think for both of us, for both of us, we – identify what we have to do every day mm. we know what makes us great already like mm. i know what makes me great beck knows what makes her great you know what makes you great it's now about trying to use that to empower other people to mm. realize what it is they have mm. so know? true and it's not about just having an amazing business and making heaps of money sometimes it's about waking up and feeling good mm. and getting through the day and not feeling like a piece of shit mm-hmm. and then not going into training and being like i feel like a potato Sometimes you might look different to how you feel and sometimes you might feel different to how you look. And that is probably the most powerful thing we try and tell people, especially that listen, is sometimes your life might look incredible on social media. Right. And you'll have this. You're tan, you got a mullet, you're doing Pilates in front of 20 birds with your mates, life's sick. What a lifestyle. You're selling shit like I'm traveling. And then you actually might not be really truly happy and fulfilled. I've been there. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. I've been there like- um, I was I was overseas last year um, and I lo- looked great. I was in Ibiza having the best time of my life. Like I was, I was in Europe just enjoying myself and it was really funny because that was like when I was probably at my lowest and it was like I was, I was not where I wanted to be. And it was really funny because like when I got back, I was like really honest with it, with people o- online and I think that that's, if if it's going to be online or if it's going to be your friends, it's going to be your family, like just be honest with people and say, you know what, like I'm not where I want to be. Like this is what I'm going to do. I want you to hold me accountable. I'm going to – for me, I like posting it on social media because it means that that held me accountable because I've told a lot of people what I'm going to do. Find things that are going to make you accountable. Write on your wall, write on your mirror, whatever it might be and and figure out the things that, that you need to do to change yourself. I think that 
a really important thing to do is just like write down five things that you know that you're doing when you're you're absolutely happiest, and then just do those things every day. Like tick them off. Just simple. Like five things. Figure out what they are. You can't you can't fail if you do that. And do you? Okay, you're busy, busy. Go, go, go. You're online a lot. What what's your way to switch off and potentially, I guess, like reset your mind for your intentions the next day? Mm. It's hard because I I find. I find that there is a lot of imbalance with that in my life and I enjoy that at times because I sometimes enjoy working till 9 p.m. every night and that is a good way for me to get things done. But I think that it is really important to find something that's sustainable for you. So doing probably doing that two or three times a week is okay for me and then if I want to switch off, it's just being around my my friends um, or my family and just getting that time to to chill out, go and have a dinner. Like we went and had a steak dinner the other night, which was fantastic, just with the boys, just chilled out and like be around people where you can be yourself with. I think that that's really important and, yeah, that that allows me to switch off. It's really hard to switch off when you're on social media because I'm still thinking, I'm like, yeah. this is a good reel, this is a good TikTok. Like I could use this, but uh, I think that it is really important to find something that's sustainable for you. And if I'm honest, I probably haven't found that 100% yet and it's something that I am – looking to find so um that's definitely something that i'm that i'm trying to work on i just love working and would that be hard as well when you get on a roll mm. or you're like i've got momentum here are you just like i just want to get shit done yeah. like from the moment you wake up to the moment you go Literally. to sleep is that yeah. the way it works as well yeah i'm pretty high octane like i'm 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 almost adhd with it. i'm like let's do this do this do this like let's get I think it all everyone done here is undiagnosed ADHD, yeah it's, so i love good. it i love it i'm just like let's go let's do this do that do that and it's like there's not enough hours in the day a lot of the time so like doing stuff like this is great. Like being able to kind of come on a podcast and just chill and chat. Like I really enjoy this because it gives me a chance to to kind of switch off and, and just have a laugh because um, otherwise I'll be at home on my laptop just like tapping away emails and stuff. It's, it's never ending, but I do really like it like that. And I find I can I can get a little bit of time off on the weekends or playing footy or doing something like that. Like that's a good release for me. Getting punched in the face Getting is always a good release. Getting punched in the face yeah, is good. Just, Go for it. Left right, good night. Tech's pretty dangerous. Look at that. Yeah. I'll be- <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, well, lethal. Lethal. <laughs> All right, we've got a champion look after us. They're absolute legends. They have given you some really cool gear. Well, you can chuck it on thank later. You so Don't take much. your shirt off. Do you want me to take it off now? No. <laughs> <laughs> look, we might get a Yeah, we might, uh, we might. Beth, wow, would you like to put the clothes on right now? This is beautiful. <laughs> so, I know it's summer your and it's 84 degrees good. outside. but I love white. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll get it dirty for sure. So, Champion have uh, have given us two quotes to choose from. Okay, you're going to find the one that best aligns with yourself and okay. give us a little bit of why. Ooh, so, the first one is, <laughs> I'm a great believer in luck and the harder I work, the more of it I have. That's from Thomas Jefferson. The other one- Shout out, Tommy. Shout out, Tomo. If you believe you can or can't, you're probably right. That one's by Henry. Ford. Henry who? Henry Ford. <laughs> <laughs> You were just going to say, thanks, Henry. Ennis. <laughs> Cheers, Ennis. So, which one do you think best suits yourself? Can you read that first one one more time, please? I'm a great believer in luck. And the harder I work, the more of it I have. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's the one. That's um, that's the one you can get tattooed on your chest. That's the one. I, I, I don't think – you don't put bumper sticks on a Ferrari, unfortunately. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you trying to say here? This is wild. <laughs> 
Best I really enjoyed that. Oh. I've never heard that before. I've taken that news today. Oh my god, no. you've lived under a rock, haven't you? Yes. Uh, new quote, write it down. Yeah. <laughs> From Prime Ch- Train. Ch- <laughs> Shout out Primey. Um, well, actually, look, yes. there's a third quote here. Actually- you don't put bumper <laughs> stickers on a Ferrari <laughs> by um <laughs> by t- Tom. Tom <laughs> <laughs> <Dumb> O. <laughs> Who's Tom? <laughs> Apologies for that, Creaky. I didn't uh, didn't no, mean that. Sick. Um <laughs> Get fucked, Tom. <laughs> you can't see the other side of this, but go fuck yourself. Oh, that's so rude. Um, yeah, no, that first quote, that's a late quote. It's so true, though. The, the harder you work, the luckier you get, I think. So, yep, that's that's the one. Mate, It's uh, it's been amazing having you in today. I think what you've set as a... A model of how you want to have your life. You know, you've laid it out in front of you and said, this is what I want to be. This is the direction I'm going to go in. You've started to branch out and now you have a bunch of different things. And I'm sure for a lot of people, they are going to take so much from your daily routines, your daily habits, your mindset, your accountability, your honesty as well. Because so many times in our lives being professional athletes, it's it's all a bit of a facade. You have mm. media afterwards and you say, yeah, it was good. We played great basketball as yeah. a team. How good is this? Yeah. The end. Thanks. Piss off. <laughs> but really, like now we start. Now I've, I've just been honest in interviews and just said like, you know what? I've actually been feeling like shit. Mm. So, as much as you all want to pump me up, mm. like stuff yeah. Like mm. I've actually been in a really bad place. I've really been struggling. This has been amazing. This hasn't been amazing. Whatever it is, we're just giving honesty. And I think you're- Delivering that message to so many people, as you said, there's not just the three, four hundred thousand people that follow you directly. It's the people who don't follow you who have your notification posts on mm. that help your engagement, that help the algorithm. Mm. So, I think just as a, a one final thing from me is, where can they find you on social media on your TikToker? TikToker. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Prime Train on Instagram, TikTok, TikToker, and YouTube. So wherever you want. Wherever you want, you'll you'll find me there. Or uh, at Tom Bolsh for my uh, personal one. Hey. Tom Bolsh. <laughs> oh. Prime Chain. Prime No one knows me by Tom Bolsh. <laughs> Mikey. Um, <laughs> Mikey. Shout out Mikey. Yeah, but Prime Chain. Mm. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. And uh, listeners, if you've enjoyed this, uh, subscribe, like, share, comment, whatever you want to do. And we'll see uh, you guys the same time next week. This is the Performance Circus with Mitch Craig and Beck Cole. <laughs> you. You. Nice work.